This episode is brought to you in part by Wholehearted Love, a new book by Caleb and Stephanie Rouse. Overcome the barriers that hold you back in your relationships with God and with others and delight in feeling safe, seen, and loved with Wholehearted Love. For more information, go to Tyndale.com. You're listening to episode two of the In Between podcast, where you'll hear conversations on marriage, parenting, faith, and everything in between. My name is Daniel M. And I'm Christina M. Well, today we're going to be talking about the awkward side of gift giving. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so we know that in giving gifts, there's a lot of things to think through because you can think about, hey, what if you share the same bank account or Amazon account or what about things that you give to your kids or if you've been married for several years and it's like you need something well you just oftentimes just go and get it Mm -hmm. if you actually need it so especially when gifts end up just becoming super practical they sometimes can lose their meaning so what are ways in your marriage and in your family and in parenting you can just make sure that you're giving each other meaningful presents so we wanted to touch on this topic because in light of valentine's day coming up as well as perhaps you have a loved one's birthday or anniversary coming up we wanted to give you some ideas about what to give and maybe what not to give yeah so in light of this topic we asked three questions on social media and we'd love to share some of the answers Uh, The first question was the best gift you've ever given. The second one was the best gift you've ever received. And the third one, and I love the responses that came in on this one, was the most awkward gifts that you've ever received. Yeah, these were hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) So if you haven't yet sent those in, be sure to do so at In Between Show. We'd love to connect with you on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. But let's read some of the responses, Christina. Okay, so first question, what is the best gift you have ever given? So it was fun to read some of the responses because this one person said a neck pillow. (laughs) What? Because they gave their parents a neck pillow. Now, you know, I guess when this summer when I went to Australia for work and we were doing some consulting with churches out there, it was a 13 hour flight and I bought a neck pillow at the airport. Now, it was definitely overpriced. But it was memory foam and I needed Whoa, something. they make them with memory they foam They do, now? they do. And I needed something for the 13-hour flight. I mean, it was going to be a oh, long man. time away. That would make such a huge difference. I remember on um, my flight to China, I had a neck pillow. But it was the kind that you like blow up like a beach ball. Yeah. <laughs> and I had to get like the, the really big one because I have a really long neck. That's true. Right. So I had to get the... <laughs> Thank you, Christina. I really appreciate I didn't have that. Giraffe? Is that better? <laughs> yes. Uh, my sisters and I say we have giraffe necks. Uh, but yeah, so that's one of the ones. Another one was um, this individual actually made their mother a coloring book featuring one of their characters. So that was a pretty neat idea. Yeah, Very sentimental. That's neat. That's a good idea. So a common theme that I heard on social media about the best gift people have ever given centered itself around gifts that people had made. So scrapbooks or photo books that captured specific memories for people. And we've actually done a lot of those for yes, one another. Have. Right. I remember when we were dating, you made me one. I, I still did. have that one. And you made me one for 
uh, my 30th birthday, mm-hmm. right? Very tactile, uh, right. very scrapbooky. Exactly. So I'm not one. I'm not very computeristic. See, I don't even <laughs> I like know what that. I don't even I like know what that. the computeristic. word is. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm more artistic in terms yeah. of cutting and pasting and you know putting stickers on things and little quotes. And so that's the kind of scrapbook I made for you. Yeah, and because one of my love languages is words of affirmation, mm-hmm. those were just perfect because then I could read, you know, what you said and you gathered other people's responses. From all around the world. Yeah. So that was really neat. Right. Uh, And he cried, guys. (laughs) He totally cried. Well, I did cry on our wedding day as well. So yeah, just a mush ball this one. (laughs) So actually what I did for your 30th birthday is I kind of took that idea and because I'm more computeristic (laughs) than you, uh, I actually made, uh, you know, Apple, they do kind of those photo books Mm -hmm. where you can kind of put it all together and they'll print it. Uh, bind it really well in a hardcover, so I made one for you, and that was really fun. And I cried because I'm a mushball too. Okay, let's move on to the second question. Best gift you have ever received? I love this response on social media. Now, it, I love it because if anyone knows me, they know I love Ikea and I love Costco. <laughs> right. <laughs> so when it comes to Costco, this individual actually got a pizza for their Christmas present, right? And you might be thinking, well, what a cheap you know, what a cheapskate, like who would give a I think it's like Costco pizza. I know, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but actually, the, the Costco pizza said Merry Christmas and the individual's name. What? In pepperoni. Costco Where, does that? I don't know. That's amazing. What doesn't Costco do? <laughs> no My kidding. Goodness. No kidding. So that was pretty neat. Now, how about you, Christina? What, what's the best gift that you've ever received? Well, we touched on it, I think, in the first question. So I definitely love the sentimental, the books and, you know, letters and people taking time out of their busy schedules to remember me. So I even love when people take the time to Facebook message me on my birthday. I love it. Uh, In terms of a little bit maybe more practical gifts, I loved the Vitamix that I got. That revolutionized my baking and my chopping and uh, smoothies, all of that. It was awesome. And I've waited a long time for Yeah, I mean, they're, they're really expensive. They are. They really, really <laughs> it are. It took us a while. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, but when everyone said, oh, it's life-changing, yeah, it actually kind of is. And another practical gift I got were from my parents. For my 30th birthday, they got me a KitchenAid mixer. And so that has really changed, I guess, my baking game or, you know, being able to make whipped cream for hot chocolate, you yeah, know, all that kind true. of stuff. That's true. I've, I've not yet really ventured into the Vitamix. I think I've made one smoothie. But that's because I think you were sick and the kids really wanted it. Yeah, I think um, I had to call from like the couch and be like, okay, now put in the yeah. banana. Yeah, you're like, it's not that hard. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I it do, isn't. yeah, you're, you're right. Uh, but I do really love the KitchenAid mixer, especially when I make my Belgian waffles. Oh my goodness, your Belgian waffles are gold. They're, yeah, they're, <laughs> they are really good, but they're really bad for you as well. Now, the secret, and we'll probably have to put the recipe in the show notes. Yeah, I think we'll have right? to. And, and you can just go to inbetween.org backslash episode two, and you'll be able to see the recipe and, and really catch all the show notes and everything else that we have out there. 
But what I do actually in the waffle recipe is I'll put all the egg whites in the KitchenAid mixer and I'll actually whip them at a super high speed. Yeah, so they're foamy, right? Yeah, they're foamy, yeah. right? Until the recipe says until peaks, peaks form. Right. I still don't really understand that. But anyways, Little mountains. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So then what you do is uh, before you put the batter into the waffle maker, you actually grab that those egg whites, the, the peaked formed egg whites, and you cut them into the batter. Ah. And what's really neat about that is it's not you, you don't fully mix it into the batter. So you just kind of cut it in and that actually brings about an airiness to the waffle in the waffle maker. Right. Your waffles are simultaneously crispy and airy at the yeah. same time. <laughs> so maybe that should be another gift, best gift that I've received are <laughs> Daniel's waffles. Yeah. And you sleeping in a lot of times on Saturday oh, yeah. and then I'll do breakfast for us. and High five yeah. <laughs> all the way. Let's keep doing this. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So let's go to the third question then, which is the most awkward gift that you've ever received. Oh man, some of these answers made me cringe. (laughs) This was awesome. All right, so this one pastor left this response and he said that it was an expired restaurant gift certificate as a Christmas gift that a church member had given him. Oh no! (laughs) Yeah, and I'm sure it's not intentional because this pastor is, I mean, he is a great pastor and (sighs) I know no one would ever do that to him, but imagine how awkward that would be after enjoying an amazing meal. Right. I'd be like, here, it'll be on the gift card. I'll pay the rest in cash or something. I'd be like, uh, there's nothing on this. Which is why before you eat, you should always check the balance. (laughs) (laughs) You just never know. Free tip, guys. There's another one for you. Yeah. All right. So my most awkward present I've ever received was a headless rose. Not from me. <laughs> yeah, thankfully not from you because I don't think we would actually be together. <laughs> so I received this gift when I was the tender age of 14 years old. I was new to this youth group and we were on a Valentine's night hayride slash party. So we did the hayride. It was in the middle of winter. So there's lots of snow around. Why would anyone do a hayride in the winter? Because it's Canada. Come yeah, on I now. guess so. Yeah, we live in igloos. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's always winter. So, yeah. and the point really of the Hayway ride isn't to enjoy, you know, the scenery. It's to throw your friends off the hayride, oh, land in the snow, gotcha. run back, jump on the hayride, and basically kind of go back and forth like that. Cool. So at the end of the night, I think a friend drove me or something. So we got into the car and this guy that I don't really know very well, he comes running up to the car and is like knocking on the window and he's like open up open up i'm like okay so i roll down the window yes we were that old (laughs) roll down the window there's no automatic window thing and and he threw this like package in and then ran away and so i'm like what in the world so my friend was like we'll open it so it was this like brown paper package taped up and i opened it and it was a single red rose but the head of the rose was detached from the stem. Oh what does that even mean? It means like I'm going to kill you or something. I'm sure it does. Some like death oh, threat or something. Yeah. I was like petrified. So yeah. anyway, I think my friend later found out for me that it really was this this boy who really wanted to show how much he appreciated me or loved me or whatever, that he wanted to give me this rose. 
And when my friend told him that, I guess, the rose had popped off, he was like, mortified. (laughs) And so he justified it saying, you know, it was in my jacket. I probably got thrown off on the hayride. I got trampled on or whatever. But in the end, he really didn't mean for him to said like a pretend death threat or something. Well, in the end, I'm glad it was headless because... I'm glad it didn't go anywhere. <laughs> Let's just say that. <laughs> yeah, it stopped that night. Trust yeah, me. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You uh, can't recover from that. <laughs> now, just to finish off this section before we go into a few of the principles about gift giving and some of the tensions all around it and, and giving experiences in light of all that, I just loved this response from one of my friends. And he said it, quote, when it comes to gifts, there are hashtag no silver bullets. Oh, that's good. <laughs> ding, ding. Thank you for pushing my book. <laughs> I guess we'll have to include that in the show notes, too. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Shameless plug. <laughs> All right. So let's get into this. When you think about gift giving, if you share a bank account with your spouse mm-hmm. or maybe an Amazon account, and we know that not everyone does. Right. Right. But if you do, there's a real tension when you give each other gifts. Yeah, like what if I choose to spend like $800 on you and then you choose I'd be okay to with that. Sp- <laughs> and then you choose to spend like $25 on me. I'm not okay with that. It's about the heart behind the gift, right? Yeah, but it's good to have a big gift for the big heart. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, in light of that, especially when everything's coming from the same pot, right? It's Mm -hmm. not like when you're dating and, you know, you could just, you don't really feel the effect of receiving the gift on the other person's, because it's the other person's bank account. Right. That's true. Right. So, I mean, especially when you share that, how do you still surprise one another? How do you still... How do you still bless one another, especially when gift giving as you get older and as uh, you have given everything really to one another Mm -hmm. when when it just really becomes a necessity or it just becomes, oh, you know, we don't really give gifts to each other anymore or or we buy our own gifts for ourselves now, which we've done multiple times as well, just because it's so practical. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. So two things that we've done. Uh, one of them being, for example, during Christmas, we'll do stocking stuffers for one another. One another. We really enjoy surprise, um, but usually the main gift, we have given each other certain ideas of what we want and definitely what we don't want. So we, you know, stick to those. But for the stocking stuffers, we've given each other uh let's say like a monetary limit of $20. Yeah. So, we'll so go to the ATM exactly. and, you know, here's $20 for you, $20 for me, because everything else is itemized. Right. Right. And we'll talk about how we handle our finances on a future episode because we budget uh, imperfectly, <laughs> right? Uh, we could probably be better at that, but we also do credit cards and we mm-hmm. do it for travel points. And we'll talk about travel hacks on a future episode as well. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the, the beauty of just being able to take $20 out, right, is that you can actually just really surprise the other person. Right. Go to Target with your $20 and go to town at the dollar spot or something. <laughs> hey, you can buy a lot of bag of chips. That's true. Yeah, bags a lot of, of chips chocolate. And, and chocolate, which I love both of them. Yep, there you go. <laughs> Easy way to his heart. <laughs> yeah. The wait is over. Find out what happens in the thrilling conclusion of the 12th Dead Sea Squirrels book, Babylon Breakout. 
Hi, I'm Mike Naraki, co-creator of VeggieTales, voice of Larry the Cucumber, and author of The Dead Sea Squirrels. Get ready for more daring rescues and hilarious jokes as Merle and Pearl and their animal friends embark on a ridiculous mission to bust the kidnapped Gomez family out of Babyland, a Bible-themed amusement park with talking animals. Young readers will love the nutty misadventures of 10-year-old Michael and his friends and will learn all about biblical life lessons such as forgiveness and friendship. Read all 12 Dead Sea Squirrels books. Available wherever books are sold. And the second thing that we've done before is that we'll tell each other, like, for example, if it's Daniel's birthday coming up and I know what I want to buy him, I'll say, hey, honey, can you not check the bank account for a week or so so that my gift can go through and then it won't be staring at you right at the top. So you'll have to scroll down on the screen a little bit yeah. if you really want to find out the surprise. But if you don't, then it's not staring at you in your face. Yeah, the principle behind this all is just that idea of having honest conversations with one another, mm-hmm. right? Not expecting the other person to read your mind, right? And just really be able to be honest with one another, which if you haven't listened to episode one, which is about double chins and getting older. We really talk and flesh this whole concept out. So so be sure to go back and listen to that as well. So another aspect of gift giving doesn't necessarily have to surround itself around physical things. You can give experiences as well. Yeah, so what we actually did, and and we planned quite a bit for this, Mm -hmm. is we wanted to gift an experience to our kids to go to Disneyland. Now, when you think about an average kid's birthday party, right, what does it run? Two, three, four hundred dollars. At least. Right. And, and that's, you know, it depends whether you go to Chuck E. Cheese or you do an art thing or even if you go to the park. I mean, one of those things is you got to bring food. Right. right. And then just pizza and drinks and, yeah, and you know, cakes cake. And all that just, adds up. Exactly. So because we have three kids, we were like, man, just it's so expensive to do birthday parties and we had birthday brought gifts exactly and and we had brought our two eldest uh, our our daughters before we had Macarios our son we had brought them to Disneyland uh, when i graduated from my masters out there and we it, you know it was kind of like a big family trip and all that but and it was mind blowing for them they were full on into princesses at the time and so to be able to meet Cinderella and Ariel and Mulan and all their other favorite princess characters was jaw dropping to them it was life altering to them at you know 4 years old and 3 years old yeah really inspiring that sense of awe and and wonder which is just such a great thing to see in your kids and develop in your kids so what we wanted to do is do the same thing for our son now he's obsessed with cars i don't even think obsessed <laughs> is the right term it's like he lives and breathes it's true disney cars it, it's so true and we live closer to disney world and we know it's bigger and you've been but i've never been and, and we were thinking about bringing him out there but disneyland has radiator springs Right, it has cars line. So we were thinking for a couple of years, it'd be great to bring them all out there. But how are we going to afford it? And we'll we'll kind of get into the whole aspect of how we afforded it mm-hmm. in our episode on travel hacks. But nevertheless, we surprised our children on this. So why don't you share a little bit of the story around that? Because I think it's it's it's. Oh, fun. I love this story. So Daniel was going to California already for a work trip. And so the kids and I, we quote unquote decided to surprise daddy. 
uh, in California. And so we packed up all our stuff and we drove to the airport and then we took the plane. Yes, myself and three kids took a plane <laughs> from Nashville to California. And it wasn't a direct flight. Either. No, it wasn't. No. <laughs> so praise the Lord that we made it. Yeah. But anyway, and so I think on our, I can't remember where we did our layover, but we actually FaceTimed you. Yeah. And so Daniel acted all surprised when the kids were like, Daddy, we're on our way to California and we're going to see you. You wanted to surprise you. So he was all thrilled and they were just tickled pink that they were going to be able to surprise their daddy at the airport. And so when I picked them up from the airport, I had a car seat already. And I mean, it was, you know, yeah, I mean, I, if they were true detectives, <laughs> they would know something's up. Yeah. Right? And they were they were beginning to kind of wonder <laughs> here and there. And, and basically, uh, when they had gotten there, they thought they were surprising me. But we were actually we actually surprised them to a few days at Disneyland. And it was amazing i loved it because our <laughs> oldest girl oh no i think our middle girl was like see daddy we got you we surprised you and then i was like no actually we surprised you we yeah. brought you to california to bring you to <laughs> disneyland and then our oldest girl like paused and then she was like oh okay we're gonna have to post that video I yeah think, we should in the we show should notes. it's so precious <laughs> So what are some ways that you can actually gift experiences to one another? Maybe it's a trip and it doesn't have to be a trip across across the country, but it could be a trip to a local restaurant, right? Or a trip to maybe some sort of, you know, a staycation, some sort of sightseeing that you wanted to do in your city as an experience. Right. So some of the other experiences that we've given gifts for our children are things they're interested in. For example, like an art class. Our kids love art, and so being able to buy them a semester of art classes yeah. or of music class or, you know, gymnastics or some sort of sport that they're really interested in or wanting to try. And I think that's a great opportunity for friends or for grandparents to jump into that as well, yeah. that, you know, some of them really want to give a physical gift and others want to to, you know, here's some money to get a zoo membership yeah. or a science center membership that you can use throughout the year. Yeah. And in that way, when you are doing those activities together, it really becomes this gift that keeps on giving. Yeah, <laughs> right? I mean, true. It, it, it really connects that experience together. Another gift that we've given, actually, I've given to you and mm -hmm. we've both given to our children is the gift of a Compassion Child Sponsorship. Right. So this is actually, um, I should have mentioned it in the best gift ever received. But when Daniel and I were dating, um, he chose a Compassion Child to able to sponsor together, um, just combining the little finances that we had as students uh, to help this girl named Jacqueline from Ecuador. She, I remember the picture, actually. She had a pink dress on. I think she was eight years old, and her hands were on her hips, and she gave this really feisty look like, why are you taking my picture yeah, for? Yeah, and she totally reminded me of you. <laughs> she so. was pretty fiery. <laughs> yeah, she was. <laughs> so I saw her picture, and I instantaneously melted, and I was just so pleased and in love with this little girl that we were able to, with the little money that we had, you know, combined being students, we're able to meet her physical needs, 
um, like food and clean water and shoes and also that knowing that she will be able to have an education and also be able to learn about the love of God. So fast forward 10 years later, now we've, we were sponsoring her for all these 10 years, and she actually graduated yeah, from the Compassion crazy. International program. It was a really she, sad day. It was kind of like a mixed, exactly. happy, sad. Bittersweet, yeah. for sure. She wrote us her last letter thanking us for all the ways that we have prayed for her, and we were writing letters back and forth, sending pictures, little gifts. And she went to college for travel and tourism. And so she just graduated from that. And she's able to work and support herself and her family and her future family. Like how amazing that she's able to um, be out of poverty. Yeah, to break that cycle. Exactly. So what we wanted to do then was actually... Um, gift a compassion child to our kids Mm -hmm. and we were initially thinking one but when we were picking the different kids to sponsor and trying to figure out where should we sponsor them and we were praying through that as a family uh, both our daughters actually there were there were separate girls that really drew that that really po- were pointed out to them right. as they were looking through and and for different reasons mm-hmm. uh, their hearts broke for these different girls so we actually said hey you know what if you guys will own the relationship if you'll cultivate that relationship right. we'll write then, letters yeah, and then, pray for them then let's actually sponsor both of them mm-hmm. and you guys can really develop that pen pal that relationship with them so right away right right away exactly. after sponsoring them they went straight to their uh, their kids' room and wrote letters and made, made crafts. Bracelets yeah. <laughs> and gave stickers. It was really, really sweet. Yeah. Now, the last thing that we wanted to talk about on this podcast was just the whole idea of giving gifts in light of love languages. And if you're not familiar with the book, The Five Love Languages, in short, there are five love languages that help you understand the way that you give love and the ways that you receive love. Mm-hmm. And here are the five. The first one is words of affirmation. Quality time is the second one. The third one's receiving gifts, and then it's acts of service, and then physical touch. So if there are different ways that we uniquely love others and receive love, why not actually give gifts to the people that you love in light of their love languages? Right, and not in light of your love language and the way that you like to receive gifts, but in the way that you um, know that they receive love. And so you know what? That takes time. That takes time to, you know, get to know the person and as well as to listen to them and to notice, you know, little things about what they do and don't do and how they respond to things and don't respond to things. So in light of your love languages, Christina, one of the things that I did for you for your Christmas present was to gift you with 12 experiences over the year 12 dates Mm -hmm. and one of the reasons we did this was i mean you obviously gave me the hint so i'm not going to take all the credit for this i think i said can you plan 12 (laughs) dates (laughs) that we would have time away together my love language receiving being quality time yeah yeah so i kind of designed something up and i was able to actually craft different experiences different dates uh that you could redeem at any moment uh Mm -hmm. but actually the first one in light of Valentine's Day, is we're actually going to be going to a cooking school together. I'm so excited. (laughs) And the neat thing about this is it's actually every city has these, right? Just look up cooking classes in your city, and this is going to be above Whole Foods. We don't really go to Whole Foods. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> We're Aldi kind of people. <laughs> we are Aldi kind of people. Whole Foods is really expensive. Uh, it's supposed to get cheaper because of Amazon, but we'll see Amazon. I don't know. We'll we see. just yeah, I think I've been to Whole Foods like a total of three times in my entire <laughs> life. But it's above Whole Foods, and the really cool thing is we're actually going to be learning from a chef. And be we're going to be cooking our Valentine's dinner together and, and eating, eating it. it. That's yeah. the best part, I think, of, you know, they don't just get to watch the chef cook it. You actually get to do it and eat it, too. So we'd actually encourage you to learn one another's love languages. Mm-hmm. And we'll put a link to the book in the show notes. And I know there are online assessments to help you discover that as well. So we'll put that all in there in between dot org backslash episode two. But in light of all that, yeah, I mean, learn what your love languages are. Learn Mm -hmm. what your spouse's love languages are. Learn what your kids' love languages are as well because it just kind of brings that gift giving to the next level. Right. And I think also because we love our listeners so much, I think that we should include that template Mm. of those little tickets that you made me um, in our show notes as well. Yeah, we should. So they can download those and they can fill in obviously their own, you know, date ideas to give, uh, to their loved one for Valentine's day or, you know, any other special holiday or celebration. Yeah, that'll be fun. We'll be sure to put that there. So that brings us to the end of episode two. Be sure to tune in next time because we're going to be talking about in-laws. Oh, that's another dun dun dun. <laughs> Am I right? Yeah, I mean, we could probably do like a five-part series oh, on sure. in-laws. Yep. So, yeah, this is going to be great. Uh, just talking about the, the tension of learning how to relate with in-laws and, and periods of bliss, periods of pain, just the whole aspect around that. Because in the end, when you marry someone, you're not just marrying them, but you're marrying their, their family. family. Right? Mm-hmm. So what does that look like? And we know there are some people who have rocky relationships with their in-laws and and others are you know kind of pleasant and others are really great so we're just going to be sharing about that and giving you some principles around how to relate better with your in-laws all right so thanks again for listening be sure to rate and review us on itunes because it does help a ton it helps other people learn about the podcast be sure to share this with your friends and if you have not yet done so please do subscribe and we will catch you next time See you later.